Oh, hi. Good to see you. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Have you been doing? I know everything's been really crazy with this pandemic and such. It's been quite a lonely experience. Have you been coping okay? Oh, more importantly, did you get that inspirational clip of Morgan Freeman that I sent you? Tell you what, sit down, I'll make something delicious for you, and let's both get ourselves into rest mode. Hello everyone and welcome to the Rest Mode Podcast. I am Jamie. It's lovely to have you back here for episode two. Wow, two episode streak. Good on us. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but like I'm actually more proud of that than you would actually believe. You have no idea how much I've procrastinated on just episode two and just laying there being like, yeah, I need to get to it. And I think that's going to be the case for every episode. So I should probably just stop mentioning that at this point. But yeah, we've made it, and I'm really happy. Um, at this point of this recording, because um, I'm doing it quite late, episode one's already been out for a couple of days, and I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying it. Like, you have no idea how much I appreciate all the positive feedback that you've been giving and all the positive praise, which is just, as opposed to negative praise? Hang on, I just realized what I said was not quite... <laughs> Negative praise. That that almost uh, that would be the equivalent of a backhanded compliment. I think. Wow, really good job considering. <laughs> I don't know something like that. Nobody said anything like that, but it's quite funny to to think about. But no, seriously, like I I was so thankful for all the feedback. Like it was coming out of nowhere too, and I was just like so thankful for it. Um, it's interesting too because I I knew as soon as I was editing episode one. And there's a few takes here and there with it um, that I had to edit through, but most of it is live and, you know, raw and such. But even just listening to, especially the middle part about um, 16 personality types, I had a huge struggle point and I was being, again, a perfectionist and just picking on every little detail. Um, even if I was to criticize like the real finite points, like talking too quickly, saying um and ah too often, um just little things like that. Aside from that, when I was recording it, or sorry, when I was editing it, I was we're really worried about um, how boring it was going to be. And I didn't, re like, I kind of realized this at the time, but it was a very information heavy episode. And I never intended it for it to be that information heavy. It's just because I put a lot of work into actually uh, the research and such. And, um, shaping my opinions around that. So that's why it ended up longer than, what was the time I initially thought it was going to go? Half an hour? Hmm. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> half an hour is no longer my goal. I think I need a bit more time than that. But um, yeah, so I was really nervous about editing it and releasing it. Um, there were definitely plenty of moments during the recording that I just had doubts about making it. And um, yeah, I, I just didn't want to release it. I was extremely worried about releasing it to you guys. But again, like I was really happy with the reception that it had. And um, I will say though, too, that I underestimated the power of people being able to research information for themselves. So I think too, that like, if I was to do something like that, again, I'm happy to introduce ideas and concepts to you guys. But Again, I'm sort of learning it on the fly along with you guys. So if you are more interested, I'm happy to give like the links and such, and you can look into it yourselves as well. And I'll give information and such where it's relevant, but I don't want to give you like a full crash course or anything <laughs> on particular topics. Um, if you are interested enough, then um, you'll be able to research it yourself. But I realized too that it's not so much about the information for this podcast, it's more about the interpretations and opinions. And I think that's a real big part of it. So yeah, my confidence was definitely challenged <laughs> during the recording, the editing, the releasing of it. But again, like you have no idea how thankful I am of the reception. And I want to bring all this up because I think this is the, I want to bring up the raw emotions I have for creating this because I've done plenty of projects like this in the past. Not podcast related, but at least some sort of creative endeavor. And for the most part, a lot of them end with a really short time frame. 
I hope that this is not the same, but I can't be sure at this point. I don't know what the future holds. Um, and it just goes to show that like with the right kind of support, um, well, sorry, actually let's backtrack a little bit. Um, it can really show how much perfectionism can work against us. Like I was getting the same mindset of like, do I really want to do this? Is this something that I should be doing? And I just wanted to stop. I was like, I'm done. I don't, I don't like, I don't think this is good enough. And clearly like people have received it really well. And I've just been very highly self-critical of myself. So yeah, like the idea that like, there are no like expectations from outside ourselves except for what we put on ourselves. And what I mean by that is that we expect a lot from ourselves. And the things that we necessarily worry about, a lot of other people aren't even concerned with. And I know that's something really hard to kind of let go of because it feels so important to us. Like, I've got to worry about everything. And if I don't worry about every fine detail, then someone else is going to pick up on it and think terribly of me. And, you know, we especially in these mental health uh, mindsets, you can uh, really go down that mindset of like maximizing all the negativity and minimizing all the positivity as well. You know, that whole theory of like thinking one, like one negative thing, one negative comment, sorry, affects you, but like the hundred positive comments that you get just mean absolutely nothing to you. It's that kind of mentality. So yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely getting used to this whole format again. And I really do hope that this is not just a one-off like a lot of those other projects that I've done. And I think it's good to be kind of raw about the way I'm feeling in approaching this because this is showing like a true side of me and it's difficult, but it's something that I want to push through. And clearly it's paid off because I'm bringing you guys into my world of random brain thoughts and <laughs> as opposed to other brain thoughts or other thoughts. Um, and you guys are enjoying it, which is awesome and getting something out of it. And that's the goal here. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. So I'm a little bit more prepared this time. I've actually got names for the segments too. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, this is getting there. This podcast is getting there. I'm going up in the world one step at a time. So the idea with this main segment, which I've kind of had like the, like the main topic area is, you know, when like you just sit down with like a friend, might be at work, might be, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. I know we can't really, you know, go outside at the moment, but um, the whole idea of like, you're just sitting down with a friend, you don't really have much to talk about. And then you just kind of bring up something philosophical, just something, you know, deep and meaningful that comes out of things. And you just so happen to have a coffee. So I've called this segment coffee break. So why don't you join with me? If it's cold there, get a hot beverage. If it's hot there, get a milkshake. Like just honestly, like unless you're lactose intolerant, in which case I'm sorry, but <laughs> get a milkshake, get something like an iced coffee. Oh, an iced mocha. Oh, that'd be so, oh, so good. <laughs> get something like that. Come join with me. Let's have a coffee break. I don't want to get off the wrong foot here, but I kind of lied to you guys. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of named this segment the, the coffee break. Um, I don't actually have coffee with me. I have water. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of hot today. Like it's, I, I say hot, hot for winter. It's 17 degrees. And in the space that I'm in right now, it is kind of stuffy in here. So especially when I'm using my voice a lot, uh, coffee is not very suitable. Coffee for me is a very relaxing kind of thing, even though it's meant to hype you up and wake you up. I, the idea of coffee for me is like on a cold winter's day where I can just sit there listening to some lo-fi music, um, you know, where I got all the ideas basically for this podcast and the transitions and such. So yeah, don't want to get off the wrong foot, but I don't have coffee. Um, so it's, I guess it's more like a water cooler break more than anything else, which would be a bit more uh, suitable for work environments, I suppose. Hmm. There you go the more you know. So the topic I wanted to talk about today in the coffee break is something that I know is affecting everybody right now. And in a lot of very different ways. Um, 
I'm going to refer to it as the pandemic. I don't know how, what kind of terms I can use for it because I know that even though this isn't getting monetized, I know that at least with YouTube and such, they have certain restrictions when it comes to uh, labeling what it is. So um, I don't know even if I'm going to be putting it in the title of this podcast, but that is something that we're going to be talking about uh, through this segment is the pandemic and how it's been affecting people and everyone's lifestyles. I'm definitely going to be posting something on Instagram to get your thoughts and feedback on how it's been personally affecting you guys. Cause I would love to know um, and kind of get insight as to how deeply it's affected people on, especially on the mental health side of things, because I know it's been talked about a little bit, but deeply enough, I'm not so sure. It's kind of hard, you know? Um, now for those, I know there's a few people I have listening to the podcast that are not exactly from Melbourne. So, um, obviously for those who don't actually know, I'm from Melbourne, Australia, and I know our situation here is different compared to not only other states, but also other countries. And it's been interesting because our first wave happened around the time it really started to spread around the world. And, you know, the whole country went into a bit of a lockdown for a while uh, with what we call stage three restrictions. Then everything started to get pretty good and uh, restrictions started to get eased. And I think everyone was pretty ha happy and happy that we weren't in as bad of a situation as clearly other countries were and pretty thankful for that regard. And then some incidents occurred and the virus kind of got out of hand. Second wave started to happen and now we've had some pretty devastating uh, days recently and it's gotten to the point where those restrictions are now in place again and masks are now mandatory. So there's a lot of restrictions going on right now. And not only is there a lot of restrictions going on, there's a lot of hostility around. If you look in the social media, in just regular media, whether it's the news or something like that, talk shows, that kind of thing, um, it's clear that everyone has just had enough and there is a lot of emotion going through. Um, there's even just, there's a lot on, like, I've kind of stopped watching the news because I just... I get over just seeing all the reports and it's obviously necessary to be up to date on everything that's going on, but there's only so much negativity that you can look at. And that's honestly the way I feel with certain social media. It's, you know, it's both sides fighting one another, especially at the moment with uh, masks being mandatory. There is this whole thing of, you know, you'll see these videos being posted around of uh, people not wearing masks and making a big statement about it at certain places. And then you'll look at the comments and they're extremely cruel. And it's from both sides though. That's the thing. Like neither is, <laughs> I think people feel like they're in the right when they're posting those kind of things. And I think what it is, is just everyone is highly emotional. Everyone's just done with it. And I understand it's just something that I don't want to uh, check into myself. And one of the things that I actually did before starting this podcast was put a post up on Facebook, a bit more of a kind of like self-check kind of, uh, post, because I know that a lot of negativity can get spread on there. And I want to make sure that people are taking care of themselves. And I know that one of the things that gets caused from such a pandemic like this is loneliness. That's a real big part of it. Like, separation. We've been actually physically separated from one another. You know, regardless of what we were talking about last week with uh, introversion and extroversion, it's affected everybody. Like, I'm an introvert. I, <laughs> I need my time at home to rejuvenate, but damn, like I just miss people. I just miss the freedom of being able to go out and having that taken away from you. Like it's, it's upsetting. And and we're going to talk about this in a little bit as well, but I know that some people will hear that and think, well, you're not in as bad a situation as I am. You've got no right to talk about it. And I think that's wrong in itself too. And I, and I get why you would be saying that, but it's, it's wrong to kind of take that suffering away from somebody. So we'll get, we'll definitely get into that detail as well. But I definitely, with that intention, with that post is I wanted to 
make a point for people to take care of themselves and also take care of the relationships around them. Because more than ever now, they are extremely important and vital to us. And I'm going to get into the details why. So um, the two themes as we're kind of talking here, acceptance and empathy. And this goes for both yourself and those around you. Acceptance for yourself or self-acceptance, acceptance for how the people around you are feeling, empathy for the people around you, and probably most importantly, empathy for yourself. I think that's extremely important. I think more than ever, it's really easy to become isolated and lonely in this regard and to really start to be self-critical and just isolate. Like we're literally physically isolated and this is causing us to become emotionally and mentally isolated. So these are the two running themes I want you to focus on as we're going through this. So the first thing I'll say about all this is one of the more important parts is this idea that no one can take your own suffering and struggles away from you. And obviously I don't mean that physically, because if someone was to do that physically, obviously it would make things better. But the thing with that though, is that we are made up of our positive aspects, sure, but a lot of us are truly made up of our suffering and struggles. That is who we are. And that is ultimately what brings out that transformative part about us. You know, that whole concept of, you know, having all those failures until you get to that one success, all of those failures make up for who you are. And it's true as well too, because like you think of those people that fail and fail and fail and never actually get to that successful part, that makes them who they are, who they are because you know why? They go off and do something else. If they didn't have those failures and they had that success right away, they'd still be at it. So it's truly the struggles and suffering that makes us who we are. And no matter where you come from and what you're dealing with, that is who you are. There's this concept that people and experiences are ranked, that you shouldn't feel sad or angry or upset because you're not doing it as tough as someone else. And I've always had a big issue with this. I understand because there is certain prejudice and bias out there, and we're not going to get too deep into that kind of topic. But this concept of almost like belittling somebody else, belittling what they've gone through because of the fact that someone else is going through worse. The thing is, you could literally do that for any situation. And it basically, when you're doing that, you're invalidating what that person is going through. And I don't think that's right at all. And the thing is too, even if it isn't someone else that's doing it to you, we can do it to ourselves. We can make ourselves feel guilty for what we're feeling and what we're struggling through. It's not to say, though, that we should be continuously dwelling on those struggles. Obviously, that's not good for us either. But the opposite where we're constantly being told, you shouldn't be suffering, you shouldn't be sad, um, especially right now, is, is not good. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there is no ranking system when it comes to all of this. Um, this is all subjective. And it's better to be more supportive and accepting of everyone else's struggles and concerns rather than rejecting and isolating ourselves more. I can't remember where I quite saw this, but this idea that we're not going through social distancing, we're going through physical distancing. I thought that was really good. That Because of the whole internet and such and social media, that we are still able to be social. Obviously, it's no replacement for actually being there with the person, but we are physical distancing. We're not social distancing. And I thought that was true that, like, it is easy to socially distance right now, to just separate ourselves from everyone around us. And that is what's happening. At least I feel like that's what's happening. I think it doesn't help, too, that, like, even just before the pandemic was starting to really pick up speed, I suppose, I was already feeling relatively lonely. And the pandemic has just sort of added to that. Remember, though, too, that. We want to continue to feel connected with everyone around us, especially now. And it's more important than ever to 
work on those relationships and those friendships. And I know it's easier said than done, and it can be really tricky to do, but it's more important than ever, especially when we come out of this, because we will come out of it regardless. And I feel like naturally as well, as human beings, um, we can naturally classify each other almost like a survival technique. And I feel like we do this just in general life anyway. Um, it's our greatest strength and our greatest weakness. Because <laughs> why is it our strength? Well, I mean, it helps in the wild. It's helped for many, many years. Um, and it helps around humans as well, too, to sense danger and initiate that fight or flight response. But as a weakness, you know, we see certain patterns that have caused some kind of distress or trauma for us in the past. and we run away from it or we fight it. We don't want anything to do with it. I mean, in the end, that's kind of why we form friendship groups in the first place, because we have certain beliefs and either they're for people or they're against people. And we find people like-minded like that. And that's how groups are formed. It's in our nature to do that. So it makes it okay. But at the same time, it can be incredibly segregating as well. And I know that can be kind of misconceived as like, well, are you talking about like segregation based on race or gender or anything like that? No, not even that. Like even beyond that, I mean, in terms of uniqueness, like just unique traits. Um, So for example, if, you know, for example, uh, with like relationships and such, if you find a partner that's exhibiting traits of someone you previously were in a relationship with, that might signal alarm bells in you. It might do the opposite as well too. might make you more attracted to them, which then might get you into a reoccurring pattern and then you'll be having that caused again. But that whole concept of, you know, using that as a survival technique, that's what we do. Um, That we kind of, I I feel like too as well, when it comes to social media and all of that, that is essentially what we're doing. The only difference is we go one step further because we can hide our identity. It's anonymous, kind of. Like, it doesn't feel like there's too much at stake when it comes to that. And, you know, we find we can find a lot more people that are like-minded like us and group together. And uh, in the end, it's kind of strange because while it might bring more people together, it also separates more people as well. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why we have issues like we do today, where, especially in a pandemic, you know, all we can really look at is social media and what's it full of? Everyone segregating in their own groups, fighting against one another. And that's why, like, in the end, I think a lot of people get over social media because it just, it becomes tiring. We have enough of it. (laughs) It's just, we're done. So I feel like this whole concept of, potentially taking away someone else's suffering, that we have to do the opposite. We not only have to not be afraid to do what we've got to do, the self-care, especially right now, um, especially where it concerns both time for yourself and time with other people as well. Um, Because like, again, me being an introvert, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like for extroverted people right now. The people that grab all of their energy from other people to actually be around other people. I could imagine it would be one of the most deflating things for other people. It'd just be crazy. And I feel bad because I know that I at least have ways that I can get around it. It's still a lonely experience, but for extroverted people, like I'd be interested to know because it'd be really intriguing. But this whole idea that we need to care for everyone right now, I know it's easier said than done. Um, I know one part of that too is just honesty is extremely important. That not just for yourself, but communicating with the other people around you, especially the people that mean the most to you, that's really important right now. And that's what makes us less lonely. The, The whole idea of acceptance of other people, but an acceptance of how you're feeling that it's okay to feel upset, angry, and all of that. It's also okay to accept how everyone else is feeling too. And it's good that we do that. We should be encouraging more empathy right now. 
because we're all struggling and that's okay. This is, this is a unique experience we're all going through right now. And there is a lot of hatred and just, I can't even describe it. It's just pure hatred and annoyance. Like it's, it's unique. We'll never go through this again in our lifetimes. That's for sure. Well, at least I hope we won't. But that's all the more reason that we have to take care of ourselves and take care of everyone else around us and, you know, not isolate ourselves to the point of loneliness. To re-emphasize this point of loneliness and this idea of disconnecting from others, especially right now when we're in this pandemic, is I want to emphasize this TED Talk that I saw recently. Uh, so the TED Talk title is What Makes a Good Life? Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. Uh, it was done by a guy named Robert Waldinger. Waldinger? I think I'm getting that right. Should have looked at the pronunciation. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one thing I will say, it's not related to this, but it was kind of like ironic that he had this quote in there. But he said, hindsight is anything but 2020 which I thought was hilarious. And I actually like cracked up laughing. It's like one of those ironic things that you say, because obviously it means 2020 vision, but I kind of refer to it as 2020 being like, well, who the hell has had insight for hindsight for 2020 and actual, like who the hell predicted what was going to happen this year? <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that was hilarious, but anyway, so there was this, uh, this uh, study that was done uh, called the Harvard Study of Adult Development. And I highly recommend you see the video yourself, by the way, but I'm going to paraphrase bits and details and information there. Um, it's important to note, too, that before a separate study uh, that they surveyed, I don't know what the actual uh, data was from, but it was from a bunch of millennials. Uh, they suggested that 80% of millennials in life aim for more money and 50% of millennials, of those same millennials, aim to be more famous. And that's that's their actual life aspirations, life goals. It was kind of weird because I didn't expect that, to be honest. It's, it's separate from what I'm going to get to, but just keep that in mind because I honestly, like, I thought we were kind of getting out of the stage of not having those desires. But maybe that's just me. Maybe it's because of the certain people that I'm surrounded with that those aren't necessarily the goals with people around me. But yeah, it's just interesting. I thought that wasn't necessarily the case, but apparently not. And I get it too, because society is built a lot on that, on those uh, those kind of merits of money and fame. But um, yeah, so again, this study done uh, called the Harvard Study of Adult Development, uh, it's considered to be the longest study of adult life. So it is 75 years tracking adult men and 60 of the original 724 men are still alive to this day in their 90s. So this started, I believe this started around the time of World War II um, through Harvard. So it's been, yeah, like I said, one of the longest studies. And it's still going to this day. Um, the studies have been really comprehensive, frequent, and data has just been varied from what they've gotten from it. Um, they've done like health checks psychological tests, general interviews with them. They've interviewed like their parents, uh, children, once they've had children. This data is just like tens of thousands of pages of data across all of these years of these people. Um, the kind of data that we're talking about, like in terms of their life, tracking exactly what they've done. Uh, one became a bricklayer. Another was the president of the United States. I actually don't know which president it was. I didn't, didn't bother to check. It's not really relevant for this topic, but um, one developed alcoholism, one developed schizophrenia. So you can see like the variety in it. And that's just a little sample of it. Um, some went from the bottom to the top and some went the complete opposite way. Um, it's just like a huge pull of data, something that's never been done before. So what was the end message that they've gotten out of this so far? Because it is still going. Um, I believe 2,000 children a part of the study as well, which are the children of the people who are originally in this study. So they're tracking them through their entire life. I really hope the study keeps going because it's absolutely fascinating. So what has been the message from this? What has been the secret code to finding out, well, 
what is a good life? What are they found out from this? And the results are actually, what they've kind of discussed is relatively simple, weirdly enough. So they came up with this statement, good relationships keep us healthy and happier. So I'll say that again, good relationships keep us healthy and happier. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Jamie, that's not really new information. (laughs) Of course they're good. But like the fact that this has been incredibly highlighted through this data, and we're going to go through a few of the facts that they cover in this video, um, that social connections are good for us and loneliness actually physically kills us. I don't mean to be dramatic when I say kill, but that is the truth. That social, good quality social connections are good for us and loneliness kills us. Happier, physically healthier and live longer. And people who perceive themselves as lonely um, will have the opposite effect. They are sadder, they physically decline a lot earlier, and they have an earlier death, basically. They live less because of that. And I want to point out that key word, perceive. That's a really important word in perceiving loneliness. Because there's this idea that one of the biggest things from this is loneliness is subjective. And it's more to do with the quality of your relationships, not how many you have. Because I think it can be perceived pretty easily from the outside that like, if you're the kind of person that has like just a couple of really high quality friends, that's all you need, right? Whereas like someone who looks like they have hundreds of friends, but then they can still be incredibly lonely because they don't work too hard to have a long-term deep connection with any of those people. They just feel disconnected from them all. And it's not to say that any of those are necessarily right or wrong in that regard. Like you can have two friends or you can have 200 friends, but again, it depends on the quality of those relationships. That's where it comes down to. If you don't feel secure in those relationships and those friendships, it will actually have a physical effect on you. Living in the midst of conflict or not affectionate relationships um, all the time is not good for you either. And the opposite is true. When you feel warm and like, you feel like no matter what, regardless of what's happening in your relationship, that in the end, when the going gets tough and things get really dark and serious, that you'll be taken care of, that you'll be nurtured and okay. That keeps you living longer. You feel safe. It's almost like having your parents back again, that you're a child. It's that same feeling. That's exactly what this is. You feel safe. You feel like that your friendships and relationships are not at risk of just falling at the simplest of things. This is even possible to predict at middle age. So they did some, uh, basically some predictions to see who would be happier and healthier later on in their later stages of their life from middle age. And they were able to, I can't remember the actual statistic. I think it was like with 95% accuracy or something that they were able to predict from based on the data that they had on the middle age point of their life, who would actually be healthier and live longer with 95% accuracy. I, I can't remember if that's the exact statistic, but they were incredibly accurate. It was insane. I just like the, it blew my mind. This healthiness is good, not just for our bodies, but our brain as well. So both of them deteriorate just as much if your perception of loneliness is more apparent in your life. And remember too, that these relationships that you have don't always have to be healthy, but so long as when it really matters, you can count on that person. That's the ultimate thing that matters here. So what was interesting is why this whole thing occurs. Um, and the truth that the video gives is that why do we, why is this so difficult? That's one of the ultimate things. It's like, well, knowing having high quality relationships is one thing, but actually getting it is a real harder thing. And I know there's a lot of people, myself included, that struggle with things like, you know, finding love interests and just general friendships and close friends. 
And it's like, well, why is that so difficult? And one of the reasons the video gives, and I kind of agree to it as well, is we especially live in society right now where, as humans, we want a quick fix. We don't want to have to work for things. And the problem is relationships take work. They're messy and they're really complicated. They're going to go through those ups and downs. And that's why I say, like, it's not necessarily the quality throughout the entire experience that matters. But overall, when the going gets tough and, you know, you're basically down in the slumps, that you know that things are going to be okay. And that's what allows us to feel truthfully connected with everyone around us. That's where it matters. And I agree, like, regardless, again, like, we all need our alone time at points. But we need people around us as well. We need to feel supported and loved and properly cared for. Does this mean that you should be in really empty relationships that are going nowhere? No. No, definitely not. In fact, if anything, it said that the actual video stated that it can be better to get a divorce than actually be in a marriage that is just totally unhappy and causing you more stress and grief than it's actually worth. So it's unfortunate because it's not as black and white as, you know, I need to give this up in order to be happier. Not necessarily the case, but this is all a balancing act. And relationships, that's where it's at. That is where it's at. So I want to summarize. With this whole thing going on right now, the whole pandemic, everything is just all up in the air. Everyone's worlds are flipped upside down. And a lot of us don't know what to do with ourselves. It's really hard to figure out. We're basically running off empty, even though we're all home stuck at a time. And it's just because our life has just been thrown for a loop. And I get it. I totally get it. And it's okay to feel the way you do. It's fine. Honestly, this whole idea of acceptance for who you are is so important that along with your own insecurities and emotions, you just need to accept it for what it is. It exists. That that is the embodiment of who we are. We're built up of our worst points, unfortunately, and fortunately. Our insecurities, our emotions, our flaws, all of that. We're made up of our sufferings and struggles. We have those flaws and coping mechanisms that we're not proud of to admit. I know I'm definitely not proud of the coping mechanisms that I sometimes have. And, you know, that's how addictions can come about too, because basically addictions are escape from pain and trauma. That's how it comes up. And I know a lot of people are probably struggling with those tendencies and desires right now, because we are in a really extreme situation, some more so than others. Again, though, it's not, it's not a competition at all that everyone's going through different unique situations and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. Because of how lonely we're feeling right now, a lot of those insecurities are heightened and it's always going to be different for us all. We have to sit with ourselves more, you know, in that loneliness, in that room. It's just something we're not used to for a long period of our lives and maybe not even for all of our life. So it's that acceptance and development of who we are and be easy on yourself. I know there's a lot of people out there that we're using this as a chance to become motivated for a lot of different things and we're uploading, you know, on social media, what they were doing and such. More power to them, I'll say. But again, it's like, you don't have to be doing that. And I almost feel like, people at a point were starting to feel guilty that they weren't doing anything, but it's okay. Because like any sort of hard experience that we've gone through, it's a form of grief in a sense. Like we're all kind of grieving in a sense. And especially if you've gone through unfortunate events where like you might've had a loved one who's been actually affected by the pandemic, like it, we're all getting affected in different ways. And it's, really hard to take that away from somebody and you shouldn't take that away from somebody. So it's acceptance of who we are, but acceptance of what everyone else is going through around you and genuinely working with people that mean something to you. Again, working on those high quality relationships, it's more important than ever now. 
to reach out to those people, to have those long talks, to do what you can to maintain it. And it's good for not only your health, but their health as well. It, we've seen it in the data, in that TED talk. It's, it's real. That is what it is. It is a balancing act. It's going to be messy and it's going to be really tough to figure out at times, but it's absolutely worth it because it's related to your life. It's for your health, your sanity, and your longevity as a human being and as a society. It's basically what it comes down to. So I know this topic got pretty deep at a point, but I know the pandemic has affected everybody in different ways. And I know some people can feel like they're unable to truly express how they feel. And I want to tell those people in particular who are kind of hiding themselves and hiding the pain that they're going through, especially if it's to do with like job loss or, you know, health crisis or something like that, that it's okay to feel the pain that you're feeling. It's okay. And it's okay to reach out for people that you need. Ask those people. That's totally within your right. And you'll thank yourself for it, trust me, especially if it's the right person. They will absolutely be there for you and more than happy to be there for you. And I know I'll be more than happy to be there for you if you need me as well. So yeah, that's that's honestly the main message I want to get out of this is that don't be afraid to feel what you feel, especially right now when we're going through such a dark time. honestly surprised at how winded and exhausted I feel after these talks. The, the amount of drink breaks that I have to take and just like relax. I, I think it's more intense than what I anticipated. <laughs> but yeah, it's good though. Like I'm really glad I don't do this live because uh, you're going to see me drinking like half the time. But anyway, we're going to move forward. I hope you guys enjoyed that coffee break. Um, I really enjoyed talking about it, as you could probably tell. And it's really passionate to me. So yeah, let's move on to something a little less serious, and I've deemed this segment Mindful Media. So this is basically where we're going to be showcasing a piece of media, can be movie, video game, book, music, anything like that at all, that showcases some sort of inspiration or motivation for people. If you have any submissions at all, feel free to submit them to me. I do have the Instagram and Facebook so feel free to let me know. I'd be more than happy to check them out and showcase them on this podcast. So I'm taking a movie this time. I was watching a random uh, YouTube movie inspiration compilation. That's kind of a weird title. I remember that wasn't the title, <laughs> but that's the title I'm going with anyway. Um, I haven't seen this film for a long while. It's Bruce Almighty, and there is a scene... I don't know if I'll say when it, yeah, look, I'll say it. If there are anyone, if there's anyone out there who doesn't want a spoiler, uh, just feel free to move on to like 10 minutes from now. <laughs> and I promise I'll keep it the 10 minutes, hopefully. Um, but yes, so this will be a spoiler related uh, segment, I guess. So it's around the end of the, uh, of the movie where uh, Bruce gets hit by the, I think it's a truck. I believe it's a truck or a car, um, and he goes up to heaven and uh, God or Morgan Freeman, which is where I got the intro from, um, is there waiting. So it, technically it doesn't actually involve, <laughs> it doesn't actually involve Morgan Freeman saying anything too inspirational. It more involves Jim Carrey, to be honest. But anyway, there are two bits from this scene that I really enjoy. So one of the side bits is that there's a scene where God is telling uh, Bruce Almighty, that he has this spark for love and joy. And he knows this because God created him. Now, this whole scene, regardless of whether you're religious or not throughout this, there's something that can be taken from this as a certain kind of admiration for yourself with the things that come naturally to you. Because I do feel like there are things that naturally come to us um, that we can take it for granted. And maybe we don't take it for granted. Most of the time, I think we do tend to take it for granted. Um, but it can be something that everybody notices about you. It can maybe go noticed or unnoticed. It can be just some sort of like natural talent or 
almost like aura that you have. It's really weird to describe. Um, you might be naturally approachable and warm person. You might be a heavily empathetic and understanding person. You might have instinctive reflexes or just a natural talent for something. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, singers on talent shows. It's just, you know, you've got a talent. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that. Not because of the person singing, but I'm not sure that the talent is necessarily correlated to the skill and work that they've put into it. But anyway, um, there's this idea that like, almost like a natural appreciation for who you are just as a person, the natural, the things that just come more naturally to you. So I think it's important to remember that, especially when you're down, that you do have that spark in those areas and think of those areas that you think, you know, it's the kind of area that you look at someone else and think, how do they not understand this? And I know I've done that too, that like, especially when it comes to uh, empathy and maybe some intuition a little bit as well, is that I can find it really hard to understand someone who doesn't understand someone else's feelings, that they're just not empathetic about it. Um, because I find that with me personally, that just comes naturally to me. And it's not necessarily that it was always there with me. It's come up from various experiences that I've had, but it's still something that just feels a part of me without making much effort. So I think it's really important to, to nurture those things and remember those things, especially when we're feeling down. Now, the main line I wanted to get to was uh, Bruce starts to make a prayer and he starts to do like the natural kind of, you know, make the poor, you know, not poor and that sort of thing. Um, and God's just like, no, 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 no. What do you really want? What do you really want to pray for? Um, and there's this, uh, I, I can't remember if it's a girlfriend or a wife. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really bad with remembering the movie. Um, there's this whole uh, thing of like, do you want her back? And he says, no, I want her to be happy no matter what that means. So it's not like this case of, I want her to be happy with me. It's like, no, I'm happy for her to be happy regardless of who that's with. Um, this really resonated with me because it shows a certain kind of strength and courage in somebody that kind of summarize this whole idea with love. And we'll talk about love kind of briefly. I'm sure it will come up in a later podcast. That's for sure. We all look for love in different forms and areas. And you can go into detail about what that would involve and to what degree that would be, because we all find it in different areas and we all crave it in different forms as well. But for a lot of us, we have this certain area where we find love to try and be uh, almost like filling that blank gap in our lives, that space that just wasn't there before, almost like completing you. It could be fulfilling like an insecurity or something like that. Um, most of the time it can be almost borderline unhealthy because we are trying to almost artificially fill a gap and it can be really bad at times. But to love someone or something by letting it go, that has like to me, such depth and courage that really resonated with me. I think because I really struggle with it myself. A lot of it because one of the insecurities that, you know, I'm like not necessarily <laughs> proud to admit, but I know that one of my insecurities has to do with love that, you know, I crave that kind of love. Um, and, you know, I kind of look for that. <laughs> So it's, it's a gap in my life that I'm trying to fulfill. And if I don't have it fulfilled, then I feel quite empty, which is one reason why it's really important for me right now to work on myself and uh, go through that self-care right now. And going off what we were talking about earlier with the loneliness through this pandemic, it's even more important. So this idea of, yeah, letting someone go because you love them just has such courage to me that's it means something it means not only letting go of any like self-desire or attachment that you have but you're not only you're acknowledging the importance of yourself and the other person as an individual 
by letting go, you're essentially showing your love and appreciation for what was. You know that statement, if you love it, let it go? It's that kind of thing that you just want that person to be happy and you're willing to do such a selfless thing in order to make that happen. It's not easy for humans because we get attached. And honestly, it's scary to do anything outside of that. It's easy to stay in a relationship or friendship because it's what we're used to and going out of it can be scary. But at the same time, especially staying in something that can be really toxic can be crippling and damaging. And that's where it comes down to it. Like, it's not necessarily a black and white answer, unfortunately. Um, because are we right to say letting go is the right or wrong decision? No, like it's, it's a really hard thing to figure out. And I think it takes a long time to, to work out yourself, whether it is worth it or not. But this idea of having strength to let go of something that you truly love and you truly want to be happy, that, that means something that takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to do. And we don't even have to consider it with um, just a love interest or something like that because, you know, as I was talking about last week, I know I have this struggle with music and I felt guilty for so long for not having that in my life. And the thing is, that is a love of mine. And if I was to have let go of it, that would have taken a lot of strength because I'm completely changing my identity. I'm completely changing what my life revolves around. And that's okay. That's my decision to make. And it's all good. It's these kind of questions are the forever questions of life that we've got to be continuously asking ourselves that when it all comes down to connections, it's your path where we're the ones that are able to make the best decisions for ourselves that people can intervene and, you know, tell you what's better or worse for you. But we are actually more intuitive about our lives than we realize. And it's up to us to know what we truly feel deep down. And, you know, we can kind of figure out what we're lying to ourselves about and what we're really trying to figure out. Sometimes it is a lot harder and that's where professional help will definitely help. But I feel like we're a lot more intuitive about ourselves than we realize. And sometimes we just have to look deep in ourselves and think, is this right for me and is this right for them? And if we truly care about them, is it better to just let it go? That's something we need to ask ourselves a lot more. And I think it's really important. So I thought it was a really impactful topic and a really impactful scene. And I highly recommend if you're going through a situation like that where you're struggling, whether it's with a passion or some sort of relationship or friendship, that you sit down and you actually question like, is this working for me? Is this working for the other person? Am I just holding on to something? Or is this something that I can salvage and make the most out of? It's a really, again, it's a really struggling question and it's going to take a long time, but working it out rather than procrastinating on it and leaving it be, it's absolutely worth it. Trust me. And we've reached the last segment, which is called Just One More Meme. So again, that whole idea of you laying in your bed that you don't actually want to go to sleep and you just want to keep checking out videos and memes and whatnot. Yeah, that's this segment. <laughs> it's the it's the YouTube recommended list of this podcast. Um, so again, for those who don't know, we're going to go to a website called Inspirobot. Uh, if you want to look it up yourself, it's inspirobot.me. And yeah, it just automatically generates a quote unquote inspirational quote um, because sometimes it can be, sometimes it can't be. We're going to do a little bit different this time though. So last time I actually gave myself time to prepare. Uh, this time it's going to be improvised. I've literally got the web page up in front of me. I'm going to hit the generate button and I'm going to tell you guys what it is. It, it could be bad. <laughs> it could be really bad, but we will see how we go. I'm hitting the generate button now. Oh, it's scary. I don't... Okay. All right. 
All right, so what we've got here, we've got a bit of a, and obviously I'm going to be saving the images too, so you'll be able to see what they all are. So we've got a bit of a green background. It's like the the shores on a beach. I uh, got a woman just kind of like sitting down, crouching down with her arms down, just sort of looking down. Everything's just down, you know, it's, just, it's all down. Um, the quote here is, imitate the sunshine. So it wasn't going to be as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because sometimes it can come up some really random stuff. Um, so I'll say it again. Imitate the sunshine. All right. Whew. This is going to be hard because, like, I'm trying to come up with an improv. So imitate the sunshine. Well, what I perceive from this, and uh, go with me, Anna. So sunshine is bright and most people enjoy the sunshine, although I don't. Um, I'm actually one of those crazy people that enjoys rain and all of that. There's something really pleasant about rain, but anyway, it's not about me. It's about this uh, photo. So sunshine is bright and imitating the sunshine suggests this idea that even when you're feeling really down and in the slumps on certain days, that in order to basically bring yourself up again, you might have to imitate somebody who is basically happy and doing okay. That it's almost like this idea of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, because I've had this on certain days too, where it's like, it is really hard, especially if you're going through mental health issues, it is really hard to get yourself to do anything. Like what's the last thing you want to do? Like get up and do anything when you're feeling terrible and we all go through it. So this idea of like pushing through and just doing anything, even if it just like hurts at that point, just getting through it and doing something. It's not to say that like hiding your emotions is a good thing, but I have heard this with other people that like even just surrounding yourself with other people or some kind of activity, even if it's monotonous, it, it definitely at points has uh, helped them. And it's certainly helped me. I remember there was a recent weekend where I, I just did not, I was not feeling it at all. I felt pretty empty and just out of it. And I just didn't want to do anything. And yeah, like I ended up just starting the clean. Like I, I, I made my bed, like actually like put my bed in the washing, not the full bed, but like <laughs> the sheets and such in the washing machine, cleaned them. Um, I cleaned my room, like I dusted my room. I organized all these other things. And eventually like, I didn't feel that good about it at the time, but eventually it's like this whole concept of, you know, I did something and I was kind of happy about it that I did it. Kind of like right now, how I'm getting to the end of the podcast, I procrastinated on this so much and, you know, I'm trying to basically imitate that I'm this motivated person in order to bring myself out of this slump and get myself feeling okay again. And that's kind of how I interpret this. Imitate the sunshine, you know, even if you're not feeling great, it's okay to just get up and do something. And I know that can be really hard for people because... The idea is that, you know, you're crippled. You, you feel like you're actually crippled and stuck in that position, in that slump, in that depression. And it can be really hard to get up. And so your form of sunshine can look different to other people. And that's okay. It can be a smaller goal. It can be a higher goal. It can be, you know, whatever it is, so long as you're doing something. And I actually had this talk recently with a friend, um, quite recently, actually, it was just today, that's um, this idea that, like, even if you do just the littlest thing to just be better every day, it makes an absolute difference. Even if you can't see it initially, it absolutely makes a difference. So even if it's just one little thing, that's all that matters. And, you know, you're continuously trying. You know that you're trying, and you should be proud about that. So... That's, that's how I interpret this. Imitate the sunshine. It's actually not too bad. I, I don't mind that. It's a pretty good one. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I really appreciate all the support you've all given. It's been just overwhelming, honestly, and totally unexpected. So thank you so much. And if you believe that any of your friends or family would be interested in this, feel free to share this podcast. I would really appreciate it. I want to grow this as big as I can in increments. I don't want to go too big too quickly. It's like get out of hand and whatnot. 
But if you want to follow me at all, I've got the Facebook page, uh, The Rust Mode Podcast. Uh, Instagram is at The Rust Mode Podcast as well. I've got the Anchor FM page, which is where the original podcast link is. Now, you will notice too that this podcast at this point is available on Spotify and a few other services. More will be added gradually. Um, I did an oops where like <laughs> I didn't release it early enough. And so the distribution was kind of thrown off a little bit. So it's going to take a little bit for services like Google Podcasts and uh, iTunes to actually pick up on it. But once they do get picked up, I will let you guys know and all of them will be available on those services. So in the meantime, if you're not able to access it on those services, you can at least access it through Spotify, Anchor FM, and a few of those other ones that I've forgotten. So thank you so much for listening again. I Again, I really appreciate the support. And as you settle yourselves into rest mode for the day, as always, be safe, be content, be you. Take care.